0: What's going on guys welcome to another episode of talking on my ass podcast if you guys are listening to this Please do me a favor subscribe write a review Give me a five-star rating and share the show on your social media platforms My guest today is a wife a mother of three beautiful daughters and a hot Pilates instructor ladies and gentlemen I give you Desiree Jones Desiree Yes Como estas
1: you Doing good a little how, nervous. how long has it been
0: since I saw you
1: Gosh The track <laughs> No, seriously, maybe like four years ago.
0: Jesus. That's... And you haven't wild. aged a damn bit. I'm not trying to be nice here. Even Jeremy, too. Like, you guys are like like that power couple that I love so much. Like, ever since I knew you guys, it was, it was always like, God, like, that's goals right there.
1: Thank you. <laughs> uh, that makes me feel good. Yes. is so the aging part. <laughs> yeah. How, oh, by the way, how old are you feeling, by I'm me asking? I'm 34.
0: 34? You guys are young. Yes. What did you guys have kids?
1: We started, I think I had Kyla at 26.
0: Okay. Did you, were you pushing Jeremy into like, because I always hear like the, it's the the wives who are always like, come on, let's do it. Yada, yada. Because the men are very like, they're like, am I ready for a kid? I'm like, oh, it's more nerve wracking. I'd feel like for the men.
1: Yeah. I definitely pushed <laughs> for it. Yes. You know, and thinking back, I obviously wouldn't change it for the world because Kyla's, She just changed my life in so many ways, and she's amazing, but if we could have enjoyed marriage a little bit more and Mm. traveling and doing those things before kids, we probably would have done it differently. Yeah.
0: So before we get into all that, I really want to go to the beginning of how Desiree became Desiree. If you can start with your childhood, please.
1: Okay. So we, I'm the baby of six kids. Yes. Um, married in, so a lot of, you know, my dad had other children, and then my mom had another child, and they blended us all in together, which worked out really well, I think, for us kids. Mm. Maybe not so much for the family dynamic. It was a little bit chaotic for all of us. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I'm the baby of six, and we were, my mom, we lived in low-income All of our lives. And so we started in Santa Clara. Well, it was really a huge for my parents to get us out of there. Mm. Um, So we found a place in Los Gatos, which was huge for us. So I grew up in the Los Gatos-Campbell area. And we had an amazing low-income apartment. And just, it was great for Mm. us. And my parents worked so hard to give us that life. Yeah, Um, yeah. And, you know, now I've taken all of those life lessons with me to be who I am today. Yeah. And now I have three kids, all girls at that. Jeremy can't be trusted. Um, but they are all very special. Um, and then Jeremy and I have been married now for going on nine years. Can you believe that? It's nuts yeah
0: does it feel that long
1: you know it feels longer it feels like we've known each other our whole lives really yeah but it's just crazy how fast it's gone
0: he talked about your uh you specifically like in your values how he said it was very attractive because he was the very popular guy I i guess he was saying and like as were you and um he was so attracted to you and he couldn't he couldn't figure you out because you were such a mystery, as he was like describing. Okay. He was saying um, you weren't like other girls, like you. He would take you out, but it was like you guys wouldn't even kiss, you know. And he was always like, "What's up with that?" But he loved that. Yeah. Where did that vow like those principle Where did that principle come from?
1: You know, I think from my mom. My mom always told me respect yourself. There's people out there that aren't gonna value you the way that you value yourself Mm -hmm. um and then my brother as well because he was older than me so i saw he was in sports and i saw i guess the guy lingo and how they talked about other women and my brother always said too like don't fall in that trap of basically degrading yourself Mm -hmm. um But I think as I like through elementary and um, I'm sorry, not elementary, middle and high school, I really, really valued myself. And I didn't want to share that with anyone just so they'll like me or give me attention. I wanted to share that with someone special. Mm. So it was something that I was. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy, I didn't do anything with him. I'm like, if you really like me, you're hey, going to stick a good around. He's a good-looking cat. He is. <laughs> yeah. I said, no, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a catch. And if you really like me, you're going to stick around. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was, Um, because you guys have known each other since high school, correct?
1: You know, we always debate this. I knew of him. Okay. So I played soccer at in high school. Mm-hmm. And we always hosted the basketball tournament. Well, I always we Pied, that's when Piedmont would come, yeah. and I always saw this guy, and I was like, "Wow, this guy's so good looking." Yes. And he says that he knew of me, but I don't think he did. Yeah. So we always <laughs> debate that. It's funny. We debate this a lot. <laughs>
0: it's funny because um, it's I feel like you guys were meant to like meet each other, which is so strange. Because like when I first met you. I, I believe it was on the track. Okay. Um, and for some reason, like when he was like, oh, like, Dan, this is my wife, Des. And for some reason, like just seeing you guys like communicate and joke and like just interact with each other. It was just like, I don't know. It just felt like that was supposed to be it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I didn't even know you that well during that time.
1: That's right. Yeah. I feel like knowing of him in high school and then how we connected via MySpace, hung out that one time and then we cut it off for like four and a half years i was like no you're just a little too cocky for me <laughs> he said you know i don't care if you're gonna go to the nfl like that's not that that was never anything big for me yeah and so we cut it off never talk to each other again and then four and a half years later he reached out when Facebook was hot and then we've been together ever since but it really feels like we crossed each other's paths at such a young age Mm. and then it came full circle and here we are you know going on nine years Mm -hmm.
0: I wanted to ask you because um what I I appreciated what Jeremy was speaking about you and like your value based on like how you treated yourself how you wanted to like make yourself like, oh, like I'm a queen and I'm, I'm a catch and you're not going to just like take advantage of me, you know, like that. Why do you think women don't have that principle anymore?
1: Oh, that's hard. I think because they want to be maybe seen and liked and maybe they feel that if they do those things, that men are going to want that, right? Yeah. And maybe in those moments they're going to want that. But I don't think that that's what's going to like shape a relationship. I feel like for men, it's like, okay, this was great, but it was so easy. And then I'm on to the next Mm -hmm. type thing, you know, and, and it, maybe it goes back to, you know, their childhood and not being valued or taught those things or, you know, there's just like so much that could wrap up into women I guess falling into that trap versus respecting themselves because yeah. it's huge.
0: There's that big difference though. Cause like my, my boys always tell me like, Oh, when are you going to go on a date? Daniel, it's been years, yada, yada. And I'm just like, man, like there's, there's so many girls out there. There's not a lot of Queens now. Okay. You know, yeah. it's like, and if there are, they're like taken. Right. You know? So it's, it's going to be rare, but it's like, it's, that's not the goal right now. Yeah. You know, it's like that time will come. And I'm so, I'm only 26 years old. You know, I don't plan to like settle down till like late thirties. I don't know. Like my thing is I have no, I have no idea. My thing is just, that's not the goal, but it's interesting. Like how my boys are always chasing that, that quick fix. Right. It's not a long term game anymore. And it's like, dude, as you get older, I feel like that just, it gets super old, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, and I commend you, right? Because you're focusing on you. You're doing this amazing podcast. You're doing the things that you love. Yeah. And your, fo- your main focus is like your future, your goals. And that's amazing. And that person will come along yeah. when you least expect it. And that's kind of the beauty of, of finding your queen, right? Mm-hmm. That's how Jeremy and I were. I was done. I was, we both got out of really rough relationships and I said, I'm going to pick myself back up. Mm-hmm. I don't need a man to make me feel whole. Mm-hmm. I can do that on my own. And then when I said, that's it, like, I'm not going to date anymore. I'm not going to go on these like quick fix dates. I don't care. I'm going to be me and I'm going to do me. And then Jeremy came in, you know, a few months later and it was, it was amazing, you know? So yeah, keep doing what you're doing.
0: And he said that, um, that you told him like you always liked him. You always had, you were always attracted to him. Yes. Is that correct? But you just... You didn't show it. And he was always confused about that. He's like, well, what the hell? You didn't, all, all this time, you never showed it.
1: <laughs> Yeah, poor guy. I did kind of take him through the ringer a little bit. I was so unsure about him at first. I I liked him. He was a great person. I I think I loved more about our friendship was our conversation that we had. Mm. Someone who truly listened. Yeah. And he wasn't there. I mean, I, I know it would have been nice if I was, you know, to kiss him and to do things with him. But I think we fell in love with like a friendship and getting to know each other and conversation outside of the intimacy, which was special. And then that was just a icing on the cake for us.
0: Do you think that's what because a a lot of girls are not doing that nowadays. It's like, oh, if you go on a date, it's like, hey, you want to come into my my place? It's like already. Yes. Like what happened? You know what I mean? God, yeah. It's like, I'm like, that's the thing. It's like, where, where are the values at, you know? Yeah. Cause like my thing is my parents raised me to be a gentleman. Right. Um. I mean, I, I, I kind of broke that, you know, cause I was on that, that phase was like, Oh, I was just kind of bringing girls here. Right. Um. But and then you get older and you're like, Hey, I'm not doing what a man is supposed to be doing, you know, right. especially cause my sister was living here at the time. Okay. And I'm not showing her an example of what a man should be. So that's why I was like, flip that, dude. That's not you. And like, you're not showing her like, you know, you're, you're, her whole oldest, you're her oldest brother. Yeah. You know, like you're supposed to be leading by example, not ruining it. Right. So that's why I had to, like, I think it's been like a couple of years since I've actually been on a date.
2: Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you kn- awesome, though. You've known me to like be in a relationship.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. You know, and that's that's amazing.
0: Yeah. It's so, it's funny, though, because it just, it feels free, yeah. you know? It doesn't feel like I'm, like, clawing somewhere to, like, be like, oh, I miss this is feeling so much. Like, the touch, the communication. It's like, I know what that feeling is like, but it's like, hey, with the, when the right person comes, that's, that's, it's worth the wait. Yes. You know? I'm not rushing. And, like, you, you took your time with everything, and it built to this. Yeah. You know? Like, it take great things take time absolutely yeah how did um i mean jeremy i think he said
1: he, he said it
0: took a couple of like months for him to even purchase an engagement ring <laughs>
2: guy's crazy
1: shout out yes. to jeremy yes yes
0: <laughs> so how did you know right away that you were just like in love with him
1: um i i knew that i liked him but i remember vividly the day that i like completely fell in love with him he... It was my birthday. And he, like, made up this long, drawn-out thing. Like, I have a work event. I need you to come. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll come. He picked me up from work. We drive there. And I'm so, <clears throat> like, oblivious, right? We go to this uh, the restaurant, Scott Seafood, and we're walking up. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. There's, like, a balloon and flowers. <laughs> and it was for me. And I was Aww. just... No one's ever done anything like that for me before and put so much like thought and care and like truly made me feel like loved and valued. And that in that moment I completely fell in love with him. And I think I had I don't know if I said I love you yet. Maybe I did, but I did tell him like I'm I'm like falling completely in love with you. Yeah.
0: What is love? How would you define love?
1: Um, for me, Someone who makes me feel safe. There was not a lot of... My parents didn't model a good example of love as far as in a relationship. Individually for us, yes. So for me, having someone make me feel safe in their arms, like, you know, with them, was... is love for me. And just... i feel like like our story right like we took our baby steps there was no rush we broke down each other's walls and then you know it's just yeah he just he's amazing i love him but he makes me feel safe and it's interesting we did like a little activity last night these are our date nights that we get creative with once the kids go to sleep and we did an activity and we both just sat there we talked and we talked about like, you know, what love is, what are our morals? What are our values? And we both said that our love makes us feel so safe. And it's something that we've never experienced until we have met each other. So
0: what do you, what advice would you give me if I were to get married?
1: (laughs) Take your time, date each other, enjoy one another, travel, have fun, be with someone who supports you in anything and everything and vice versa, right? Do things together, whether it's working out, share the same interest, cooking, whatever it is. Take your time on having kids. <laughs> Enjoy each other. Well,
0: isn't there a time frame for women? How they have to have
1: <laughs> are smiling.
0: It's like is it twenty it's like in your twenties to like thirty five, I believe. I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not quite sure of the time frame.
1: You know, in my mind I'm thinking I was ready to be a mom. I've always wanted yes. to be a mom. And then I was thinking, well, I'm I don't want to have kids when I'm older. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> but I wish I would have pumped the brakes a little bit.
0: What do you mean? Like late like later on?
1: Later on. Really? Yeah. Are, I you, mean-
0: guys, are you guys done having children? <sighs>
1: This question comes up quite a bit with both of you, with both of us, because I said I was done after two, like done, done. And then I said, well, you know, maybe one more. Oh, sh- well, thinking in my mind, I mean, I thought with all of the girls, oh, it's going to be a boy this time. Yeah. I feel different this time. Yeah. It's going to be. Well, no. So here we are with three girls. And now I'm thinking we're either going to have to pay for a boy. or we just go on and whatever god gives us we're and as long as the baby's healthy then hey yeah we're okay but i I don't know i think i'm i think we both jeremy's not done i think i might be done
0: so he's more on like pushing it on his end do you say
1: you know he's so sweet he said whatever you feel he's whatever he supports me in anything that I want or you know he's like I never say no to you which he really doesn't I know he really wants to have a boy which I get you know he wants to coach his boy he coaches his girls right now but he wants to coach his boy and I do want a mama's boy but just going through pregnancy all over Mm -hmm. again and having a newborn and with on top of three kids feels a little a
2: lot.
1: a lot
0: because if you think about it we men don't do much you
1: know <laughs> no i feel like you guys do <laughs>
0: we do but it's like you guys go through it harder and we all know that like what it what a woman's body can do is a beautiful thing right and it's it's like all we can do is just give you that support you know be that be on your shoulder constantly you know like ride that wave as best as we can but it's like we're not going through the pain the sleepless nights the yeah. the hormones like it's it's you know we're not going through that it's I can't imagine did you always have uh tough pregnancies or were they all kind of different
1: um yes they I had all tough so I was sick with all three of the girls which is always good is it good
0: I heard it was good
1: well, I think it is because I, I feel like it makes you, you, you can make yourself think so many things. So yeah. if you're like, well, if you're, you're having these symptoms, if you're sick, if you're, you know, then the baby's doing good. Yeah. Um, that's always been hard for me that it feels like a hangover that just doesn't end. And for me with Kyla, I was sick all the way through. Um, Rayleigh just for the first trimester and then Alea for the first five months. It's easy when you're just having to care for yourself, but then when you're sick and you have another kid and then two with Alea, that was challenging because I felt like I couldn't be as present as I needed for the other two or, you know, Kyla when I was sick. So that's, that gets tough.
0: What's the... I mean, what's the feeling like? It's kind of hard to dis- describe of like what it feels like to bring a child into the world, but what does that feel like?
1: Oh my God, it's one of the most incredible things. I wanted, with Kyla, I had to, I tried to do all natural with her. Mm. Just She just wasn't budging, so I finally, 19 and a half hours later, I had to do epidural, which is something that I didn't want to do. I wanted to go through this process naturally. I wanted to feel it's just as stressful for the baby as it is for the mom so I wanted to be completely present in that moment but it didn't work out for her but with the other two it did Mm. and just that process of your body just like and me pushing this baby out and you getting to hold this baby and just like and then seeing Jeremy like we did that you know it's incredible
0: I can't wait, like, yeah. for that day. Like, it's, I'm I'm, I'm always with my niece, like, right? yeah. because she's five years old, so it's like I'm just giving her so much of my time every time I'm with her. And uh, the more I'm with her, I'm just like, dude, I'm meant to be a dad, you know? Like, I'm supposed to be a dad.
1: Oh, I can see it.
0: You know? And I just, God, I'm going to be a... <clears throat> I'm just going to... I mean, I can't even explain it. Like, just that feeling of, like, bringing a child into the world. Yeah. You know, that's like a... The ultimate, like, sign of love, would you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they say that, right? Like, oh, you don't know true love unless you have children. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what what is... And you have three girls.
1: Three girls.
0: It's, it's so crazy seeing them growing up. But, like, when Jeremy's posting on his Snap, I'm like, they're so
1: big. They're huge. Especially our Kyla right now. I'm telling it's... you. This girl seven and you know that the the attitude starting but and it's funny the way that she she's such a daddy they're all daddy's girls which i absolutely love and adore yeah but the way that she plays dad and then with me i'm like the one that like holds it down i hold them accountable so but she's so that little girl is just so special she's just confident she can hold a conversation with an adult, look that adult in the eyes. Yeah, which is that's rare for
2: a child.
1: A child.
0: Where, like I remember being little, I'd be so like, "Nice to meet you." Like I would not look somebody in the eye like actually talk to them, ask them questions. I was a shy kid. Yeah. So that's really well. That comes from the parents.
1: Yeah, you know, I learned from her. I, I think she she gets it more from dad. I think. But every day I learn from her. You know. Yeah. But we just have, they're all just so funny in their own way yeah. and confident in their own way, <laughs> fearless in their own way. And then we have the baby who just keeps us busy. <laughs>
0: What's the toughest thing about being a
2: parent?
1: Um, for me, I think is, especially having all girls, I want them I want to be the best for them in that like I've struggled a lot as far as like being confident I think after having kids and just within myself you know so for the girls I want them to know that they're worth it they're enough they're loved they're we're always there for them and I think just It's hard because we have to instill that in them, right? And I have my moments. I'm the yeller of the family. Mm. Jeremy's the patient one. I'm the impatient one. So there's like so many different things in their girls. I don't want to crush them. So it's like this hard. I feel like parenting is so hard. I can't just.
0: There's, I mean, yeah. There's so
1: much to it. I can't like.
0: Describe it into one. Into one thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just, yeah, I just want them to know that they're unstoppable. I mean, like all of the things. Yeah. But how do you do all of that?
0: It's like there's no blueprint, right? Right. It's like there. people have written books, people write blogs, people write those, you know, just anything, any, some sort of piece of advice. And I'm sure there's a lot of great stuff out there, but every child brings something different to the table. Right. You know, it's like, they're not all the same. They don't have the same, like environment you know like the culture it's everything's different you know and like there's so many i know there's so many books about it like oh yeah. did you read all the the child's books it's like it's it's kind of tough because there's no blueprint you can you can like seek some piece of it i like a little like things to pick up on but it's right. it may not work for you
1: you yeah. know absolutely
0: you said something about after pregnancy that you, you struggle with confidence Oh, yeah. Why?
1: Um, I think it resurfaced a lot of things from childhood for me that I thought that I had dealt with and worked through. You know, no childhood is perfect. Everyone has yeah. their issues. I'm, I don't want to be a victim to it, but there was things that really resurfaced once I had Kyla and then once I had Rayleigh. And I feel like Alea, I'm stronger in that aspect, but... Yeah, a lot of stuff resurfaced for me and it, I got into some pretty dark and low places and it took a lot like to get me out of that. So it was a lot of counseling. I I know a week into having Kyla, I told Jeremy, I can't do this. Even though I was a nanny for so long, like you, I helped. I was alongside my nieces and nephews, you know, they lived with us. I felt like I got this. Mm. And then when it came and I did, oh, I couldn't give the baby back. And then there was no blueprint on how to take care of a baby because everyone's journey is so unique and different that I told Jeremy, I'm like, I can't do this. I don't, I don't think I want her anymore, you know, and that's huge to say, right? And it's so heartless almost selfish and I just told Jeremy that night we her her, so what had happened is we're new to this her days were her her days were flopped so she was sleeping all day we didn't know and then staying up all night so by like the fifth night of no sleep trying to figure this out I'm trying to heal um I just said I you know I couldn't do it I didn't want her and I the next morning I said it's Not, I need to go to counseling. It's not you guys. It's not her. It's me. And I need to go get the help that I need so I can be the best mom and wife to both of you. So, yeah, that kind of took me, tore me down a bit. And then I didn't really, I was never consistent in it, right? Like, I would go and get the fix that I need. And then I would just keep going about my life. You know, you don't really have time to focus on yourself when you're a mom. I
2: hear that a lot.
1: You know, you're, you're in it. You're giving to everyone else and you just feel so depleted that it's what's the point of giving yourself that self-love, that self-care when all you want to do is sleep or check out, you know? And so, and that's what I was doing. It was just this cycle of, okay, well, I'm going to go get help. It felt good for this day, and then I'm okay. And then Rayleigh came along, and then the same thing. And then I gained a lot of weight after her, and I there was no explaining. It wasn't my thyroid. It wasn't, you know, and I would just lay on the bed and cry. And I told Jeremy, like, I feel awful not only within myself, but then I feel like this is what the girls are seeing. And I have girls, you know, I don't want them to feel negative about themselves or have negative self-talk. And that's exactly what I was doing. So it was just, it was tricky and I feel like I lost a lot of my confidence. I lost who I was with being a mom, right? And I needed to do something about it because it wasn't, it wasn't healthy.
0: I uh I think you're the fourth person I've ever heard um speak about this. Okay. I've had one of my dearest friends, my sister, and I had a woman here recently come on the podcast and talk about it. Like they sent her to a schizophrenia hospital. Oh yeah. Because they thought she was crazy. But it's like and then she goes there, like, What are you doing here? Like you don't you don't need to be here. But she's like, I'm just I need help. Yeah. You know? And um my sister was the same way. She kind of gained a lot of weight, and um, she figured it out though. You yeah. know, she's still. I mean, being a parent, it, it's it's never easy. I mean, I, I get to see it firsthand with uh, my sister. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a it's a long process, and even even now, it's like my my siblings are they're growing adults, and <clears throat> my parents are not really around as much as they used to because we're all we're all grown up now. Right. Um. So. It's, it is interesting, especially in the early days. And it's that postpartum depression yeah. kind of thing, right? hmm I don't know why people don't come out more often and talk about it.
1: Yeah, I think it's like a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, right? People aren't, at least what I got, it was I never liked coming out and saying how I felt. Because I didn't want to burden anyone. I think I always felt like a burden. And I never wanted to burden anyone with my problems. Because really who cared. So I would internalize it all. You know and Jeremy was working a lot. And so I would just sit there. And figure it out internally. And just tear myself down. Right. And I think that a lot of women. It's easier kind of to not talk about it. In fear of like, well, what, what is everyone going to think of me? Like you, you should be, you know, you're, there's some people that can't have kids. We should be thankful, you know, and it's like this like stigma, right? So maybe that is why people don't talk about it. And I didn't say much about it, not even really to Jeremy, I think. I think I just kind of held on to like counseling.
0: Did you guys ever speak about it personally with each other? Because, I mean, you guys obviously did. But you said you didn't, you guys didn't really speak much?
1: Yeah, you know, we did. Jeremy and I, we've been, like, in and out of counseling, which has been great for our relationship, you know, premarital. I had to get to know him before I married him. Um, Just in different phases of our lives, especially having Kyla. I think it really turned our world and reality upside down just because we, there's like we said there's no blueprint for parenting so we're figuring figuring it out you're kicking away all the things that you did and do as without having kids right so it was like reeling us both in this is what our priority is um i'm sorry i forgot where we (laughs) were going with that you
2: were pretty much just oh yeah
1: yeah, sorry so yeah (laughs) We um, went to counseling and I finally had to just tell him, you know, like, this is what I'm going through. And there was a lot of factors, I think, a lot of outside voices, opinions, family, friends. Yeah. So it was us like really coming together in the midst of becoming parents, really coming together and talking about, okay, well, part of this is creeping into my confidence As well as being a new mom these are your work schedule all of your extracurriculars you know it it gets it was hard so
0: what kind of comments would your family and friends say that would bother you the most
1: um, I think it was hard for a lot of people to see that I stayed home that I was able to stay home with our children Um, it wasn't normal right so I think we had a lot of comments about that Um, I feel like I think just being me there was a lot of judgment our relationship a lot of things said about us that were hurtful that basically we were above everyone else And so when you keep hearing those things like over and over and over again, it gets hurtful, you know, and you kind of start believing it. And then, you know, things about parenting, which is really hard because I'm, we're trying to just figure it out. Whether it's right, whether it's wrong, we're trying the best that we can. So just a lot of things like that or, you know, like, oh, you guys have it all together or you guys are just so perfect and that That made my confidence go low. I wanted to dim my light. I didn't want to be me because I felt like Someone would say something or I would like affect someone in some type of way. So I just started shutting off
0: Do you um Are you better at blocking out the noise now?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So when you hit rock bottom, and I think I did that with Rayleigh, the only person to blame is myself, right? You can sit and play victim for so long. You can believe what people say, but at the end of the day, it really has nothing to do with me. And I'm a good person you know, and I'm a good mom and it it may look different for other people, but this is what works for me and my family. And I'm not going to apologize for being me anymore. And and it took a long time, but it finally clicked one day and it was no one else's fault, but my own, you know? So yeah, that's when the game started changing, not the game, but life started changing for me
0: something i've learned I, I don't think um i don't think we'll have this life figured out right and i think that's the best part about it you know there's yeah. like so much to do so much to learn um and everybody right now is living in a state of fear because they especially living here in silicon valley yeah, it's a very fast-paced environment right and everybody's just they have like this almost like anxiety because they're not where they need to be you know and mm-hmm. it's like that self-talk where it's like i'm not even close to this person or that person like it's like the comparing thing right it's like you just gotta shut that down like i have some like clients who who uh, use social media okay. like like no they let social media use them you know mm-hmm. and i always let them know i'm like hey learn how to use social media not it let you like use you yeah you know just like anything in general like uh, people I've been told my whole life to live by this principle live do this do that Um, like talk to this person this way don't curse like be be you like you know like like do things this way no I've done it the complete opposite and I love that you know my whole life and it paid me dividends literally you know Mm -hmm. and I'm going to continue to do that my friends still to this day will say that, like, like this podcast, for instance. Why did you call it "Talking Out of My Ass" podcast? I love that. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, that's my personality. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, that's me. Yeah, you know. And I'm not gonna sugarcoat anyway, just because it's like to make you it benefit you, right? Like, somebody said, like, if you don't you don't pay my bills, you don't wipe my ass, you don't matter. Yeah. Are you? Do you take care of me? No. Right. Like. You're not feeding me food while I'm sitting on my couch. No, you're not doing that for me. Are you lifting the weights for me when I want to work out? Right. No, <laughs> it's like you're doing all that. Yeah. You know, so that's why people's opinions. I, I smile.
2: Right.
0: You know, I have learned to like like fighting taught me that smile at chaos. Yeah. You know, like fighting. It's like when you're walking into the cage, it's like you can either be like oh, this is crazy, or just like. All right, let's go. Yeah. You know, and that's how I approach life now. It's whatever they, whatever comes my way, it's just like, okay, come to me right you know there's that adversity. come to me. like what are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, you and know? I see and I love that.
0: Yeah. but it took a long time for that to develop. Okay, you know, it took time, especially with how I treat people now too. you know, it's different okay. Before it was always like um, I would look I look at people now as like a liability or an asset. you know like these conversations, I feel like I get so much out. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's an asset for me. So it's like you specifically, I haven't seen you in years, yeah. but no matter what, how long it takes for me to see you again, it's just like, I get so much from you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we get so much from each other. That's an asset. Mm-hmm. If somebody is like, doesn't benefit me, if you don't make me laugh, if you don't make me, you know, feel some type of way, like uplift me or somewhat, you're a liability. Yes. Get the away from me
1: (laughs) i love oh that's like my journey right now right protect your peace you know yeah
0: and like even family i've i've recognized a lot of snakes especially when you level up Mm -hmm. you know it's so sad because i have nothing but love for those people who are snakes but i also have to recognize what they are right and i'll put them right there because I know when things blow up for me, I'll recognize them cuz people don't really support you unless they see other people doing it first. Mhm. So when they jump on the wagon, I'll be like, "I remember when you were this way." Right. Don't expect for me to come like let you into my circle. Yeah. You know, your family, but you're going to stay right over there.
1: Absolutely.
0: And do you do you still sometimes see these family and friends sometimes or is it kind of still like that bit of a of a headbutt like a conflict?
1: Um I've put a lot of distance between some people family um because I was tired of feeling like I was hard to love, right? So I just I I needed to, like, protect. I felt like I was uplifting them while I was suffering inside and my family. So I had to make that, you know, those changes. Either, like we talked about, not allow them to affect me or the things that they say. But also, like, family or not, I'm allowed to separate myself. I I don't have regardless if it's family or not, I don't have to take that form of abuse. And I'm, nor do I want my kids to think that that's healthy. So I'm, I'm being a mama bear. I'm protecting all of us. It's not always easy having to make those big decisions. But sometimes, like you said, it needs to be done. And I felt like it was in the way of like, my progress right in the way of my happiness in the way of succeeding in life
0: and my um my friends always like kind of like say like because I love my friends dearly I love my circle I love my group Mm -hmm. but I can't go out every weekend (laughs) you know I just can't it's too much so it's like they get kind of offended if I say no all the time but it's like guys I got stuff to do you know like I your business, yeah like I can't go out as much as I, I would like to but I also don't want
2: to yeah
0: you know it's like I'm going to go out to a restaurant spend an unnecessary money on a plate that I would normally not eat right. and then have some drinks that would like fuck me up the next day Yeah, it's, it's a liability and you start to recognize that it's like is this trip going to benefit me or is it going to hinder me alright I'm not going to go that's right. how I view things now, you know? So, like, this this weekend, my family wants to go to Sacramento. Okay. I was like, the family that we're going to go see, they're the snakes. Okay. Why the fuck am I going to drive all the way to Sacramento Right. for that? No, I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to do my shit that I need to get done. Right. You know, I don't have time for liabilities. Yeah. And I don't know why. It, it's, like, for you, it's... It, I would say take that into consideration because it's so important. You yeah. You you could be spending time with you like say like the hobbies that you like to do. I always see you and Jeremy working out and I love that.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> Obsessed.
0: How does that I mean I saw that uh, he posted a picture a while back that okay. you got your uh, Pilates uh, certific- uh certification correct? Yes, yes. How was that?
1: It's good. Yeah. It's good, but I haven't done anything with it.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Because I think I'm, I am get fearful of failure, and I think I'm just scared. I'm scared.
0: Particularly in like what fashion? Because I, I for me, for example, I, I've studied a lot. Everything I do, I study. Okay. So if I'm going to study businessmen, I'll study the titans the The great podcasters out there. I'll study those. Uh, the like the well known fitness instructors or um, you know psychologists or whatever. I study. So it's like they all bring something, but it's like, what am I going to do that's going to bring something different to the table? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's hundreds of millions of instructors out there, right? You know, it's like, but why do those people pay them? You know, why? Because they bring something to the table, something different. And yes. something with you as well. And when Jeremy was telling me about that, I was like, bro, your wife has the look. She has the personality. She has the energy. She'll sell the shit out of things. Thank you. you know what I mean? I'm not even saying that to be nice. I know you, Des. I've seen, I, I've, I know you. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not hard for me to like shout you out there. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm in the fitness business. Yeah. But I would still like put your name out there because it's, it's not going to lose client Like, what if I lose a couple of clients for that? Oh, well. Right. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to, like, make my circle win. Yes. My good people, the good people I, I know around, it's like, I want them to win too. Right. So is it that kind of like, are you fearful? Because you you may not be as... I, I had this, because I'm very similar to this too. I was scared because I didn't have enough knowledge like these people did. Yes. I didn't know, I didn't have all the crazy answers the way they did is that is that why
1: yeah i think and then it goes back to the whole confidence thing yeah not being confident but i think what i'm learning more so now is my fear of failing and what others are gonna think and so that's something that i've really been working on because i know i can do it But then I'll go back to like the excuses because I'm like, oh, well, that's more comforting. Well, my kids and this and that. And then I see Jeremy waking up at five in the morning and doing his master's program, then going to work, then taking care of the kids. I'm like, there's no excuses, you know, so I think I'm I'm in the way of my success, but I'm scared.
0: You will. It's funny, too, because you're supposed to be, you know, it's like if you're not. That means it's not big enough. Yes. You know? You're supposed to be scared. And that's the best part about it, man. Like everything I've done, I've been scared. And then it comes to like, you know what? This is nice. You know, like during this publishing an episode. I didn't like care what people thought. I yeah. didn't. And like I went, um I got like pretty big uh I got one video on TikTok like blew up. There were so many people commenting like <laughs> shit it was so funny and like it didn't disrupt my sleep right you know and I just saw the comments like before I was like I hope these people are all right
1: (laughs) right and see and then that's it's like you're still regardless of what they say it's like no I'm still gonna be kind because you never know what people are struggling with you know yeah and then at the end of the day it's like you're still winning
0: because they say my name if, like, say somebody didn't like my episode and they're talking about it, oh, did you hear that Daniel, when he was talking about that certain topic? Motherfucker, I'm winning because you're talking about me. Exactly. You know? Exactly. even, like, with that, the fear of failure of, like, how people will think, it doesn't matter because they're thinking about you.
1: Right. Yeah. And then it's like, I keep telling myself, how can I be scared and have, like... Fear of failure if, I ha- if I'm if i not even going to try, right? And the great thing is, is that I've been knocked down and I've always got back up. So what's the worst that's going to happen? And this is Jeremy's favorite line, which I love about him. What's the worst that's going to happen, Desiree? You're going to fall. You're going to get back up, you know? So that's where it's like been with this whole like mentality working out. Making it a lifestyle change now. And along with that is like sharpening my mental and my emotional health with that. And knowing that it's not selfish to put me first. It's actually so fucking important when you have little eyes. Whether they're boy or girls watching you. It is crucial because actions speak louder than words and that's what i'm showing my girls so
0: and i i told this to my mom uh when she was in the process of divorce divorce my dad okay i uh, she said she can't because of the kids and i said you know if you're not a hundred percent how do you expect to give a hundred percent to your loved ones so it's like you do have to put yourself first. Yes. You know, you have to. That's why every decision I make, it's by me.
1: Is you it going to benefit you?
0: Exactly. You know, if there are some moments where it's like, like I didn't go to Dallas. Um, my family went to Dallas for Thanksgiving to go to the Cowboy game, yada, yada. yada. I didn't go. Okay. Because I'm like, I'm going to, I have to s- spend money that I don't want to spend. Mm-hmm. I have Thanksgiving with my family every weekend. So it's not like I'm missing much,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but is it going to benefit me? And I don't, I don't fucking hate, I don't like football.
1: You don't? <laughs> <The fuck> <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a fun fact.
0: <laughs> I think my wife's going to like me a lot because I'm not going to be glued to the fucking team. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, but just that alone, it's, uh, I'm just, I have to make sure I'm doing things that like benefit me. Yes. You know, and I'm making sure like I, I let anybody know that I've come across like my friends, like when they're in relationships because they always put, other people first i gotta put my girl first bro she's she means the world to me I mean, i'm like dude like even like somebody um i know a very very unhealthy parent okay like where she just she has no time to like take a breather and i don't blame her it, it looks difficult but I, I i let her know like your kids deserve to have a happy parent mm-hmm you know, I was like, that's there's a there's a time where it's like you have to like maybe invest in a nanny or something because it's like you need time for yourself.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. My biggest advice for any parents is never lose who you are because you are a mom and it's the easiest thing to do because I was on both sides of it. It's not selfish, like I said, to invest in you. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take sometimes waking up at 5 in the morning when you didn't go to sleep until 12. Or in my case, I'm up all night feeding my little one. But I'm still up. Because that makes me feel good and feel whole. And in turn, I'm able to give the best of me to my kids and to Jeremy. And to myself because I deserve that, you know, and I get my nails done. I get my hair done. those are things that make me feel good. So it's it's important to invest in yourself.
0: That put yourself first.
1: Absolutely. Always. Yeah. I I don't,
0: that can never stop, you know, either when you're, when you're married, you have children, you have a your grand you're a you know grandparent or anything it's like you have to put yourself first because that's the person you're with the
1: most right and you can live in this place which i was of like we said this like negative self-talk waking up in the morning and allowing my moods or allowing this past thing that happened or this present thing that hasn't even happened Affect me and then in turn set the tone for the day. So for a while there, I would see Kyla waking up, like, What mom am I going to get today? Are you going to be happy? yeah Are you going to be sad? Are you going to be angry? And I think that was the, really the turn for me, like you said. And inv- I, I spent so much time investing in everyone else, making sure that everyone else felt whole, everyone else felt fulfilled all while I was suffering and my family was suffering. So it's like, I can't do that. I'm not, that's not my job. My job is to focus on me and what's in my tribe, you know? So yeah, it's one of the most important things that you can do for yourself and for everyone else.
0: Do you recognize all all the stuff that you already talked about? you recognize all those wins you know what I mean? So it's like the fear that you were talking about earlier about starting the, the being a part of the fitness business. Yeah. You have to like go back and think about all the stuff that you just said and recognize every single piece of win that you just did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all that, like you delivered three babies.
1: <laughs> like Thank you. That
0: is probably the hardest thing you'll ever do. One of them, but also conquering the after effect, the postpartum, right? You know what I mean? That is a huge thing for one, because people like to do it by themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't ask for help. They don't ask for guidance. They're not seeking for that. You did it. You, you conquered it. Sometimes you're still going through like little, little hiccups, little speed bumps, but uh, you, you've already gone through the hard part. Now it's just like the little obstacles coming. You've done it already. So it's like what Jeremy said, like you've already been on the floor, like but you always go back up. Mm-hmm. So make a promise to me uh, this year that you're gonna you're gonna like put that shit out public.
1: <laughs> I know. Hey, <laughs> I have a feeling this is my year for sure, and I'm manifesting it. Yeah, and I and I know that I can do it.
0: And you have plenty of time to kind of like start it. It doesn't have to be perfect. That's the one thing I learned when starting this podcast. It started shit. If you listen to the first episode, the audio, uh, garbage. (laughs) It was so bad, but it wasn't perfect. I didn't care, though. I just wanted to start it. Right. Because I'm not good at this technology shit. I'm not a producer. I don't do this stuff, but I had to learn a new skill.
1: Yeah, and you did it, and that's what I love. Jeremy was telling me. He's like, he studied... you know, I know that he asked you, like, hey, how'd you get this up and running? Desiree's yeah. wanting to do a blog or yeah. something along those lines. And you studied. That's,
2: that's all it is. You like,
1: invested the time, and that's really what it is, right?
0: Yeah. Like all those books behind you, the books behind me, that's investing in me. Yes. You know, last year I spent 10K on books.
1: Holy moly.
0: That's one of the best invest- investments I've ever made in my life.
1: That's amazing.
0: You know, and that's it. I I can't put a price on knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, even when I'm not reading, I'm on my computer researching. If I'm not on my computer, I'm on my phone. Mm -hmm. But I'm using social media. I'm not letting it fuck with me.
1: Right. And I love that. Yeah. Because I don't do social media. (laughs) Notice. Yeah. I don't don't. I don't do it. I've gotten off since Kyla was really born like born
0: is there any particular reason
1: um i felt like it was my life was on display for people who weren't in my circle you know and i didn't want to do that and i found myself going to that when kyla was sleeping or Uh. as my downtime when i could be using it like we talked about for growth, working out, cooking, whatever it may be, making myself productive, feeling good. And so, and then too, I remember one day I was videotaping Kyla and she said, mommy, you're always on your phone. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? And I'm not even fully present because I'm trying to get like this cute little shot of her. So I said, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. And then this day and age, like maybe this is a good thing so the girls know that mom and dad don't have social media or jeremy has snapchat but
0: i know jeremy because i i tagged him in like facebook and instagram like oh i was having jeremy on and i was like i don't think he sees it
1: yeah he hasn't been on he got off um, with all the rioting and stuff yeah yeah it's just a little too heavy so
0: i don't blame him but Say when you do uh, venture off into the, like say, going to the fitness business, do you, are you think you're going to go back into it? Because that's, in a way, I never, I still haven't put my business in, in public. Okay. I still haven't. I made a business by posting my lifestyle. That was it. Mm-hmm. I, I still haven't put it public. Okay. I plan to this year. That's awesome. But I just, building this clientele, and it's funny because it's like, I never said Guys, I'm offering this. You know, people reach out to me because of what I'm posting. Okay. And that's the funny thing, too. My friends, my boys, you fucking dumbasses. <laughs> they, they're like saying, Dan, you're always on your phone. I was like, how do you know that? Because you're always posting. Okay. My philosophy with my phone, I post, then I ghost.
2: Mm.
0: You know? Post it, there's my phone. Bye. Don't need it.
1: It's interesting.
0: You know, that's that's how it is. It's like if people reply to me, like email me or DMs, that'll it'll come. Like I will get to it when I can. Right. But I'm not gonna be like, oh my God. Oh my god. You know? No. Post ghost. That's it. I like that. That's my philosophy with it. I don't let it consume me. Mm-hmm. It's very, very easy to I don't don't get me wrong. It oh, took yeah. a while for it to that skill to get developed. But there's people who just like, I have a buddy of mine who says, like, oh, every morning I wake up and I'm three hours on TikTok. I'm like, huh.
2: <laughs> like, dude, that's a lot.
1: That's a long time, right? Because you think about how many things you can get done in three hours. But it's so true. It's easy. It, like, sucks you in. And, I mean, some of the things on TikTok are really funny. I'll yeah, watch them with Jeremy, yeah. right? Yes. So there's that. <laughs> At nighttime after the kids are in bed, we're like, oh, let's laugh a little bit. But
0: But you're using it, though. Yeah. Like you guys are have like that downtime where it's like, oh, you know what? We could relax for a little bit. Let's because it's like watching a movie. Right. It's the same thing. Like, let's put on some Netflix. You're and that's the thing, too. We live in a day and age where it's like you have to hustle 24 seven. That's bullshit. Yeah. Burnout is how you how you quit mm-hmm. when you burn out. Like I have burnt out when in like in my athletic career mm-hmm. where I was just fucking done. Right, I put my body through the ringer. I was just done my body couldn't take it anymore yeah i was burnt i needed a break you know but i hope that the both of us can put that shit out in public this year
1: i know you know right and
0: it's like we can hold each other accountable i
1: know which is cool
0: and because i like i was telling jeremy like it was fun when he was telling me that like i enjoyed him saying that out loud and i was like dude des is perfect for it
2: you know what I mean?
1: I'm, I'm believing it. I'm starting to believe it, which is good, yeah, right? So yeah. it's like, I know that I can do it. It's just yeah. that little push. And it's funny because little things are coming up. Like a friend of mine, she's an amazing instructor. yeah. And she actually just said, hey, they're looking for instructors. You have the perfect look for it. I could totally see you doing <sighs> it. And it's just me getting <laughs> there, which, again, it's asking for help. Yeah. Knowledge from others. Yeah. Being comfortable with doing that. Being Comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that that's huge for me. And I think that working out has done a lot for me in that mindset because you're uncomfortable when you work out all the time. I mean, you're time. hitting these reps. And I mean, we're doing a lot of like weightlifting stuff. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Very. But the reward afterwards, you feel like you've accomplished so much. Yeah. So.
0: Like I was in a, I was in a, over the weekend, I was in a, my sauna for 150 degrees for an hour. I didn't want to do that. I was supposed to do it for 30.
1: Holy moly.
0: But I was like, let me do another 30. But I didn't want to.
1: But you did it.
0: Did it. And I'm dangerous. I'm more dangerous because of it.
1: That is amazing. You know what I
0: mean? Like the, the training too, like when I, I built my studio in my garage, I don't want to go to a gym yeah. Like and go to a specific time, you know. It's like no, I have it in my home, right? And then that studio is going to gradually build to an actual,
1: which is so awesome, you
0: know. But it's just starting.
1: It's starting
0: because you know? it builds. It it accumulates. The compounding effect is a beautiful thing. Yeah, you know, but it's just. It's never going to be perfect. Like this fucking logo. <laughs> like It's not even perfected. Like I did this. Hey, you know,
1: it's working. I see it on the, the cup yeah. here.
0: No, my friend actually. Blinked made this out, for me. I like
1: that. <laughs> it caught my eye. Yes.
0: <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like this, this logo, that's not the logo yet. It's not. It's the start of it because I, I'm trying to find like a, a graphic designer to do it okay. for me. You know what I mean? Because it's like there's some things that you just I'm not talented enough to do. And I know that I stay in my lane. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Like I was telling Jeremy to edit these videos. Guess how long it takes me.
1: Oh, he was telling me something crazy like hours, days.
0: <laughs> so Jeremy, since he was the longest podcast I've ever done. <laughs> of course. He's going to take at least 15 hours to edit. No. I swear. One episode.
1: <laughs> oh, Jeremy, he's he, he can talk, but he's a good talker.
0: Super good. He's a good talker. And you know, it's funny too. You're, you are so nervous coming into it and then like, look at how flawlessly you're doing, you know, oh, thank smooth. you. smooth.
1: Thank you. Smooth. I hope so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's,
0: it's like, it's just so easy because you do this on a day to day basis, right? Yeah. You communicate. Right. And it's not difficult, especially when you know somebody, but it's like, I haven't seen you in four years, you know, which
1: is insane. Yeah.
0: But it, it not, not, never changes. Nothing ever
1: changed, right? Never. never. You pick it up would where be, you left off.
0: It would be fucked up if I saw you at like a grocery store. And I like we saw each other and was like, you know what I mean? That's bullshit. Right. You know what I'd do? I'd be like,
1: oh
2: Des! <laughs> take off my mask and give you fat Heck
1: yeah. <laughs> but isn't that funny how people are like that though? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Those sucks. are the people that aren't in our circle.
0: No. And like you're, you're like your circle becomes very small. And, like I, like, I had a friend, she told me that um, you have a lot of friends, Daniel. Like, why do you have so many friends? Like, I have a lot of friends, but I have, it's like my family is the one I give time to. Yeah. You know? It's like, like my, I was telling Jeremy, Jeremy is, uh, will forever be a mentor to me. You know? Mm-hmm. Victor will always forever be a mentor to me. The people who elevated me yeah. into a different person, they're my mentors you know it's like I, i'll take their name to my grave mm-hmm. you know um and their family yes. and like i was telling jeremy i was like we need to do a fucking barbecue again like we do you know what i mean just like have a you like a host Remember last time he, had, he hosted a ufc party or something yeah. like that it was like we were all like drinking i had capri suns but <laughs> did you Hey. But like now it's like I have like a little bit more leeway. I'm not fighting anymore. So it's like, you know. You're not a
1: regimen. Well, you still are. Yes. you let yourself live a little.
0: Like I'm like 90% like I I love to do my thing. Yeah. And then 10% it's like, okay, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. You know, but I don't. Like drinking, it's fun to get loose. But it's not. I don't need it to have fun. Right. You know, and a lot of people do. Yes. And I'm seen that growing up and i'm just like you know what i don't i don't know i don't want any part of it like that to be in my life it's like if it comes around i'll go to a party yeah drinks but i'm not going to be like oh my god give it to me, give all of it to me you know
1: well right and then the next day you just feel garbage yeah
0: yeah how did you um what do you think the process is next when because i feel like this is like the next project you know Mm -hmm. what do you think are like the next little baby steps that you have to do? Because it's not like, Oh, I have to do this ginormous thing to get it accomplished. It's like, what do you plan on doing? I know this is like fresh in your mind, but you've been thinking about it.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think really again, changing the way my outlook on things, really working on myself, which has been huge. Flushing, um, oh god what is it podcast all the time uplifting me you know making me feel like I'm unstoppable and I can't do anything but asking for help like you said being knowledgeable right putting in that time you know I work out but I can also be splitting that time well maybe not but fitting in that time to become knowledgeable about it, to do mock classes. Jeremy, Jeremy will do it with me. You know, talking to, I know so many instructors. Some are my dear friends, which is one of the ones that got me into it. So it's like I have all of this at my fingertips. It's just stepping into it and saying, I can do this regardless of failure or not and who gives a shit what anyone thinks about me and once that's fine-tuned which it never will be right it's just me stepping into it how about we put it that way
0: yeah but it's it's also like it's like you said parenting like you you became a parent you have your three children and you you were figuring out like there was no blueprint it's the same thing as any some sort of business how it's funny like people don't really go to school for business some a lot of people don't from what i've learned okay and they they learn from business from being in it you know mm-hmm. like me i don't know shit about business but the whole thing about business is to have no competition
2: right
0: like to see what your competitors do and to be able to top that mm-hmm. but also networking you know what i mean because it's like eventually i want to build a team mm-hmm. and Build like a clientele where it's like I don't know if me and this person will click I'm going to refer you to one of my friends Desiree you'll -hmm. probably you'll love her you know what I mean I like that yeah you know it's like that network so it's like I it's not just me it's like everybody you know because I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of I think I have one person who's in like that I know personally who's in the fitness business I don't know anybody else and he went fucking huge. He, he's big with it now okay. he has his own gym and everything
1: that's awesome
0: and like you now so it's like I'm willing to and you too with me to hold each other accountable yes you know what I mean but let's build off each other I'm right. like hey Des, like I just read this book about like this guy um listen to this podcast because it's like I that's all I do
2: yeah
1: I
0: read I research I listen I execute that's it
1: see and that that's where like I read I listen. I just need to execute. That's the piece that I'm. I'm treading lightly with, <laughs> I should say, but I'm getting there. Yeah.
0: You've already done so many hard
2: things.
1: Yes. And know? I and it's like hearing you say those things. It is true.
0: And like. It's funny. We uh, society is something that I've noticed. Um, a lot of people avoid struggle. But it's like when you avoid it, it's like the more stressful you'll be, because like struggle is so fucking necessary. So like you like just the gym, you're so uncomfortable. When I'm training in the gym, so fucking uncomfortable. You feel so damn good,
1: so good afterwards. And Sis. this is so true. I mean, struggle has gotten challenges, struggles, whatever it is, has gotten me. Here right now, into the woman I am today, and I'm forever thankful for it, you know.
0: And I promise to, like, as a friend, I want to see, like, eventually in the future, like that website up. I want to see all those blogs up. I want to see those videos up, you know what I mean? And I'll just be like, you know, but we'll, you and I will be critiquing each other, Mm -hmm. not criticize, critiques, because that's a total different thing. Because it's like with you, you have some insight that I don't have mm-hmm. you know we have so much to give, yeah you know, but I'm willing to put time into that because it's like that's it's a circle that I want to be a part of right you know like I hate how I haven't seen Jeremy in a long time. I hate how I am not seeing a lot of people that i that i that I love dearly, but I had to be a way to set things up.
1: Yeah. You know? No, sometimes you have to not separate, but, like, leave some people behind, right? Yeah. Until you get where you want to be. And guess what? You're picking them back up.
0: And like, I always, like, every time when the holidays came, I always, like, texted Jeremy, I love you, brother. Like, you know, Aww. give the family my love. You know, and it's just, like, I still showed the love yes. you know but it's like bro like we got to do a barbecue soon and then jeremy like yeah yeah we'll do
2: it <laughs> i know
1: <laughs> well and you know and it's so funny because we're the same way right it's like we're we're so we're with our kids all the time yes you know and there's so many moving pieces yeah. with the girls and then there's jeremy with work and yeah so we're always like yeah you know the love is mutual with yeah. us but we're just, half of the time we're like we just want one day to like just chill.
0: And like, I like when I saw Victor on the podcast and when I saw yeah. Jeremy here, I like wanted him to stay.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, oh, <laughs> just stay a little bit. Yeah, because he was going to get some, uh, some mean text. Yeah. And, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I
0: was like, I was so bummed out because I was like, guys, I haven't seen you. And even though like we had a, a two hour podcast, I was like, man, I still miss you, bro. Like, don't Aww. leave. Like, but like, like, I should have popped his tires.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We, they probably were his t- those darn tires. His yes. car is falling apart. <laughs> no, but we'll have to do that though.
0: I hope so. I mean, it's it's super necessary, especially yeah. things. Um, and I, I I understand on your guys's perspective because family is everything. I like Victor. Like he talks so highly about his children. Yeah. And I knew he doesn't have a lot of time with. I know he wants to give every ounce of. His time to his children. Mm-hmm. So I knew when we were doing the podcast like he was like I got to go see my son. I got to yeah. go see my daughter. I understood. Right. Even Jeremy too. And he was even telling me on that on the podcast he's like, "Bro, like being with them, my wife, my daughter, there's no place I'd rather be." I know. And there was no I was not offended when he just dipped. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> Little sad, but you're, uh you all, can you take me with you? You should have come with him. I know. I think we I'm just like, guys hung take out. care of me for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know our home's always open. I'm always cooking. You know, <laughs> just... there's never a dull moment. Kids are running around.
2: Oh my god.
0: Well, it's like definitely in the future wise. You know, yes. it does. It's uh, we are closing because I know you have to leave pretty soon. Yeah. But my uh, my last question to you. Yeah. Out of all the years that you've been alive, what's the greatest lesson you've ever learned?
1: Oh gosh, this is a hard one.
0: Imagine if I started that at the beginning of the episode.
1: <laughs> I think the kind of what we're go- what we're going through right now is it's not selfish to put yourself first. Right? We try to push push ourselves aside to give to everyone else. But the hardest lesson I learned was hitting rock bottom because I wasn't investing in me and seeing how it took a toll on everything that I loved dearly around me. So that was the hardest lesson, but coming out of it and really just investing in me and not knowing that it's not selfish. It's actually important.
0: If there's any closing statements you want to give to the podcast.
1: This was fun to be here. <laughs> Don't knock your logo. I like it. You better keep it. Maybe just bling it out.
0: I'm going to polish it a little bit. You know, there it's you got, go. it's just got to be polished, you know?
1: Yes. But thank you for having me. I'm so proud of you and... You're an inspiration. It
0: does. I'm, and I am extremely proud of you. The fact that you're, you. you're braver to speak out about all this because a lot of a lot of people don't do that, you yeah. know. And all the things that you've been through, it's just gonna grow into something bigger, yes. you know. And I get to look at you this year specifically, and I'll be like, "Hey,
1: you know? I know."
0: I'm gonna, I'm literally gonna say that, and then I get to look in this podcast, and you do too, and be like, "Oh shit, he did say that." You know, he did say he was going to hold me accountable.
1: And he did. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm ready for it because I need that.
0: Let's do it. All right, let's Perfect. get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. We are out here. Bye. <gasps>